This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Let's say, you know, I, I get your rights, but it's also a whole team and a coach, and there, there's not a, that backup behind you that really should play. So how do you weigh that? Because it's it's not just you. It's you playing for the Vikings, Zimmer, your teammates, the state. Like, how... Because your goal can be to, you know, stay away from people. But the reality is, that this thing right now is, going, is catching, like, wildfire. I, I just don't know how, how you can be so confident that this is going to work. Uh, we can agree to disagree on that. I'll be very vigilant with the, uh, with the protocols. All right, welcome in, Mackie and Judd. As you can see, if you're checking us out on YouTube, which we appreciate, Phil Mackie out today, replaced by my conduit to trouble buddy, Chip Scoggins, Declan Goff, executive producing as always. And, um, you know, Chipper, I just want to <laughs> say, I want to say going out there yesterday, um, it amazes me how this team tri- always always seems to get itself in the thick of the controversies. Like if vaccination is a storyline, the Vikings are like, yeah, but we can make it a bigger one. Um, Where does this one rank on just the bizarre, weird storylines that this team accidentally seems to embrace? Yeah. I don't think the term smooth sailing is part of their lexicon, right? It's not part. It's not. When do the Vikings ever have smooth sailing? They don't. In, in a training camp or especially training camp, it seems like there's always something. Now, I wasn't here. Or I wasn't on the beat uh, for Demetrius Underwood. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. And even though Favre did not come to training camp, he was part of training camp, if that makes sense, right? Yes. So the 9 one. But, yeah, it's like, you know, you can have a Percy Harvin one, uh, you know, the issues that he had, I think multiple training camps, right? Uh, the one where he never made it to train, or he, he made it for like one day. Yeah, and, and he went home. The grandma's, grandma died. Grandma died, and and he went home for a funeral for like a week and a half. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is uncanny how this organization can either have self-inflicted things or just the bizarre nature and and. You know, I don't follow every team closely to find out day to day, you know, are they having things pop up in their training camp? But it just seems like this team has more big stories that hit them. And this one, so this one, um, you know, is it, does it rise to the Favre camp? Where is he coming? Is he not coming? Is he coming? He's not coming. Um, I don't know, but this is, uh, you know, Kirk certainly found a way to make this team a national news um, for a week. And, and, and Judd, this was basically a lost week. Yeah, that's another that, – yes, yeah. 100%. It was a lost week of training camp. I mean, because they have guys playing quarterback that have no business being even on a practice squad, right? Right. And, well, they already cut uh, Cook us right or whatever the guy's name was. Um, so it's, it's – you know, I say lost. You, you they still got him work, but it was, for all intents and purposes, the offense for five days really, I don't know what they got accomplished, to be honest with you. Well, and the problem, too, is it is now, it has been for sure the past week, and now going forward, 
is a distraction that a team mm-hmm. that, that that a team that thinks it's going to be good and by the way should be good doesn't need with one and really more of players yeah. at incredibly important positions and incredibly important players. Uh, and Chip, you know what? For as much as teams in all sports, and this holds very true in football, say, well, we tune out the distractions, that's BS. You can't. Like, there's only so much you can take. Well, especially if you don't have your quarterback there. I mean, this was a distraction, and you you have assistant coaches having to take snaps during drills because they don't have enough quarterbacks the day, you know, the Monday we were out there. Um, so, yeah, it, it absolutely affects a team to some degree. You can't say it doesn't. Um, and, and the thing with this one, Judd, is it's not something like that's going away. Right. You know, you could say, okay, Jeff Gladney, he's been released. Okay. Exactly. We're not going to mention Jeff Gladney again, probably, other than, hey, that was a waste of first round pick. And, mm-hmm. you know, but this one is like, you're almost, it's going to be a season long narrative or something that's hanging over because you're, you're, I'm sure internally, they're probably on pins and needles just waiting for another thing like this to happen during a season. I've heard that there are a lot of people in that building who are very unhappy. Well, they should be. And I don't play. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. Cause and, and chip. So our whole thing on this show for a week, if not more, it has been this too. This isn't a political thing for us, a religious thing for us. This is a purely football thing because the Vikings mm. are supposed to be good. And, and look, the thing about my my long question to Kirk yesterday that stood out where nobody jumped in and was like, hold on a second here, was I literally said, there's nobody else on this team who's capable of playing quarterback other than you. And like, <laughs> yeah. Kirk could be like, well, Jake Browning's yeah. done really well. I mean, they <laughs> He's all like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So, yep. I mean, yeah. God forbid Jake Browning, who seems like a nice young man who is diligent and works hard. But if he has to face the Packers or the Bears or the 49ers or the Rams, or anybody. <laughs> or anybody, right, you're in trouble. And and what I've tried to explain is it's not – so playing quarterback in this league is something that the good ones make look simple. But simple things like running the huddle and handing off the football in a National Football League game when, let's say, Aaron Donald is lined up across from you mm-hmm. are not simple. They make them look simple because they're good. But wait yeah. till you see a guy like poor Jake who might be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like nobody wants him to – I mean, everybody loves Jake Browning because he looked good in a scrimmage, right, with with no pads. Um, yeah. Let's slow down on that one, you know. And that that is the – you know, you mentioned it. And I was out there uh, – my, my week is kind of screwed up because I took a kid to college. But Monday, I think it was – yeah, Monday. Um, you, th- that organization is frustrated beyond belief. Coaches – I think executives, because let's be honest, Jed, this is a pivotal year. This is kind of a pivot year for this organization, I think, for yeah. Zimmer, Cousins, a lot of, you know, um, a lot of future direction of this, or, of this organization, I think, is going to be dependent on what happens this year. And so you're, if you're coaching for your, you know, your job and your quarterback and really the only quarterback you have on the roster, won't get vaccinated. I can see why you'd be a little angry and a little frustrated, you know, because this is and, and Zimmer, you know, I think he realizes this. I think that's why he's just so exasperated. I think that's why he's been so public with his frustration. Yes. So question for both of you, you guys, including Declan, should the Vikings have considered or be considering actively now? And I'm not saying that this would be a magic fix going and getting a veteran backup who at least you could plug in and has played in regular season NFL games. I, I don't think it's a poor idea, but Tyrod Taylor, I think, is possibly still out there. I saw RG3 just re-signed with, or signed with ESPN as an analyst, so yeah. I'm guessing uh, his playing yeah. games are probably <laughs> behind him for the for, for good. But he said he might come back and play. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's, and Judd, we've talked about it before, and Chip, you you know it well, too. I think it's so hard to just step in and learn an NFL playbook just like that. You know, I know Sam Bradford kind of debunked that theory in 2016 when he got traded here last minute and still put up decent numbers and played pretty admirably. But 
I, I just don't know if there's really anyone else out there right now that you can just bring in and, and feel confident about it. Like, yeah, we make fun of Jake Browning, and you know, if he has to start 16 games, this team's in some serious trouble. I just don't know if you can find the veteran guy that would make life easier if in, in the event that you do have to move on uh, from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and and you know, how much would salary would those guys command? Could you even afford to do it? I don't know, but ideally, yeah. I mean, if you could have a a veteran, I mean, even independent of this, you wonder if it wouldn't be the as durable as Cousins has been. Right. Um, if this is a team that has win now and need to get in the playoffs and win big, mm-hmm. um, it probably isn't coming on them to do that anyways. Just because you know you're it's kind of cliche, but you're one injury from being the quarterback, and you want that guy to be Jake Browning. Um. Yeah, no, I, would, I, don't. I, I would err on the side of trying to find and who that is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like Declan said, maybe that guy's not out there right now. Who knows? We'll see who gets cut or whatever. But yeah, if you could find a guy who had some NFL game experience as your backup, um, I think that would be a very wise idea. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be a guy who was a starter. I, I'm t- talking about uh, McCowan yeah. or a McNown or a McChowan. I'm just talking about a guy. <laughs> Who's previously played in games <laughs> played and like yeah. knows how to hand the ball correctly to to cook who who can who has seen defenses make adjustments. So yeah, because the the Bradford thing was completely extreme to have to go get a starter. Yeah. Um I'm just saying, so like, you know, let's say Kirk has to go into the protocols five weeks in, that you have a guy that can start who's done it before, um, who can so my feeling there is if you got a backup who knew what he was doing a little bit, that guy's got a chance if Kirk is going to miss a few games, because it can't be a lot. Like Chip, it, it's gotta be like yeah. a few games. That yeah. guy has that guy has an opportunity to tread water for your organization where Browning is sink or swim. And like if he sinks, you're done. And again, yeah. Chip, you're right though. See, I think that you hit the most important thing. If this was sort of a, well, the Vikings could be good. I don't know. It's going to be fun. Oh, boy, this could be an an impediment to that. It'd be like, okay, that's disturbing. But people's jobs are very much on the line here. Like, this yeah. is not a – I don't think Zimmer can go to the Wilfs and say, look what I had to deal with. I need, I need another 2020 mulligan. I think at some point they're going to say, you know what, Mike, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if – if you lost cousins for multiple games and multiple key games and they were losses, um, obviously Zimmer would have a, a pretty, a pretty valid uh, argument to, you know, why his uh, team didn't, you know, fulfill what you thought, but yeah, they may get to the point where like, you know what, you've been here a long time. We've had, you know, there's been other things that have come. It's always something, right? Um, exactly. So I like the idea. Now, again, what would it take to get that quarterback on your roster? And do you have, you know, do you have the cap space? Do you would you have to trade something to get it? Um, but they've hey, look at the moves they made, Judd. I mean, they in the offseason come. This feels like they understand. I don't want to say all in because this this is not like it was in two thousand nine or ten, but all in in the fact that hey, we better win, <laughs> we better win this year, right? And so it's, it's, it is a risk um, with Cousins not getting his vaccinated and having, I assume Browning has to be your two going into the season, right? Yes. He's, he's your he two. Is. I mean, there's, you know, you know. Well, Mond is sick, Chip. Well, Mond is sick. Mond's got it and he's sick and he cannot be your backup. And Judd, let's, let's say he didn't. This didn't happen. He was still going through training camp. He, I don't know he, really he was going to be your three. This feels like a redshirt year for him already, and now it definitely will be. Um, and so, you know, maybe they internally, maybe they have confidence in Browning that he could step in, but it's a big risk, man. Oh, yeah. It's huge. And the, the thing, too, is if you look at this team and what they've done and the moves that they made, in the spring and summer too, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of guys or a nice little core group of guys who are here short term to try and win right now. I mean, Patrick Peterson didn't sign to say, man, it's going to be fun three years from now when I'm still still mm-hmm. here. 
Um, guys like that came in and, and were signed to immediately turn around the defense. But, I mean, they're going to be short-term guys too. So so that's the type of signing that's very – that indicates definitely what the mission is here, which is you're going to come and help us win now. And you might be here a year or two, but it's not going to be a long-term stay. And, and on top of that, okay, what's Harrison Smith's long-term thing here? And how many more you know high-level years does he have? Adam Thielen, how many more high-level years does he have? Dalvin Cook, as great as he is, you paid him a big contract. There's only so many really great years in a running back. I mean, those hit, the number of carries are going to add up. And so that's what we're talking about this window right now is now. You know, I mean, you're right. They're not looking, for one, because the GM and coach, I don't think, can look four years out. I mean, the GM has to. But um, that's why this feels like a pivot point year for this organization, kind of determine which way they're going to go. So, Chip, what intrigued you the most about the uh, practice beyond the uh, obvious uh, controversies <laughs> that are ongoing? What intrigued you the most about what you saw when you were practice on Monday? Um, a couple of new rings, like Dalvin and the Wildcat. That was interesting. Um, the you know, it's so hard. It was so hard to really zero in on anything like defensively or offensively because you know. I, I think it was pretty limited. And they were still, and unfortunately, I had never did get the uh, understanding is they were going to be in full pads that day, and then they weren't in full pads. So it was, they, so the league's memo was somehow not correct, and or it, it was correct, but it was misinterpreted. So I think it said on after the day off, like something along the lines of you can be in full pads the next day. Yeah, but a, it meant Tuesday. And I yeah. guess the, I guess the Chargers took the field for like an hour. They pulled them all <laughs> off the field and said, "You can't be doing this practice. Get those pads off." Because yeah. the Vikings came out in pads, right, and then had to go back no. to change. I don't think. Well, we had the the Zimmer presser, and then at the end of that, and this was before you know, the, uh, like an hour before practice started, Spielman came downstairs, and that's where he said, "Hey, we signed this quarterback." And oh, by the way. The, we're not going to be in full pads because there's some. Uh, okay. dis- I don't, they never got it, but it, it was it was like 30 minutes until they were. So, um, but you know, you you can see, Dino Hunter looks really good. Mm-hmm. He looks great. He looks fantastic. Um, so I don't think there's any real concerns there with him. Um, what I know, Darisaw came back, but uh, while I was out of town, that's encouraging because. I thought the two rookies would be starters day one, okay, uh, on the offensive line. Uh, it was disappointing that neither one of them were really practicing the first week. Um, I think Irv Smith looks really good. Yes. I think he looks fantastic. So those are kind of some of the things that, you know, individuals that, that jumped out. So core group-wise, I think the defensive line is going to be good. Like, because you're your right. thing? Yeah, go ahead. Michael Pierce is Huge! Oh, it's great. He's old school. He's Ted he Washington. Is, he great. is. Great he job. walked by. I was like, he is ginormous. He is huge. He's old school, right? And old. I love those yeah. old school nose tackles. Gilbert yeah. Brown. Yeah, that guy is. He's <laughs> massive. He and he's going to swallow. He's going to swallow up figuratively running backs. I mean, they're going to run right into the yeah. gut of Michael Pierce. You're right. I do think. I do think their. Uh, I think their defense line will be good. I mean, I think you have obviously getting, you know, getting him back and and Thomason and then um, Daniel back. I mean, I think that, you know, still the other defense end. I think they are going to move Hunter around, so you can't just say, okay, he's here, right? Percent of the time, I think Zimmer's going to, uh, you know, there was one alignment where I saw him standing up on one on one edge. Anthony Barr was on the other edge, and then they had three down linemen. That's pretty cool. I mean, you can see. I think Zimmer has some. Um, depth and options now to have some really cool, cool wrinkles with that line. Yes. And so I, I think they're go, they're going to jump up markedly in, in sacks, but most run defense, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that was, and I can't articulate how bad it was last year. Like it was pathetic. Their yeah. tackles were awful. They did nothing. And and so uh, Pierce who, who yesterday started to take place or take part, I should say in team drills, and Tomlinson is going to help. And a guy like Ar- Armin Watts can help too. So, like, they're going to be yeah. – guys are now going to be slotted defensive line-wise far more into the correct places 
as opposed to saying, hey, Shamar Stefan, you got to start. Go get yeah. him, which was an absolute disaster. Well, they have run stuffers in there now. They have, like, legitimate, you know, guys that look like, as you said, will swallow up running backs. I mean, those guys are big, huge, you know, human beings. And so, um, yeah, that and, – and, you know, I think that's what wounded <laughs> Zimmer's pride as much oh, as it did last year. It's just seeing teams just run all over and not being able to do anything about it. I'm, I made a comment during practice two days ago in talking about that, about the Christmas Day debacle against the yeah. Saints. Yeah. And an employee for the Vikings looked at me and said, never mention Christmas Day here again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know about. No, I think that game, I think if there was one moment that crystallizes how yeah. sick to his stomach Zimmer felt about 2020, it's Kamara just basically running through mm-hmm. the Vikings defense like they weren't there. That was, that was I think, on national TV the height of embarrassment for Mike. It was. And, and I mean, I think that was the, the starting point for his off season. We're fixing that first and then everything else. Right. Will kind of... Speaking of fixing. That offensive line, man. Hey, I was going to get to that next. Go ahead. I, I'm tired of talking about it. You go. Um, I, I don't know. I just, you know, it's, I thought Darisaw for sure would be a starter day one. And maybe he will, but he's playing catch up now. You know, I mean, he, he missed what the first week was it? Um, Darisaw is back in pad, or he was back in pads uh, for the first time on Wednesday. Yesterday they weren't in pads, and he was back as well. But he has yet to really take part. Exactly. Like he's and, back, and, and he's going through some drills, but he's not doing team stuff really. And then Wyatt Davis, they were working out at center. I don't know what that is. And he missed a couple of days. Uh, with that tweak yes and he came back yesterday yeah so i don't know i don't know judd um it it looks like the same guys to me basically right i got that (laughs) that was an exaggeration i got that well here's the okay so here's and phil is gonna flip when when he, he gets back on the show monday but yesterday okay Veterans day off. Adam Thielen, totally get it. Harrison Smith, totally get it. Patrick Peterson, smart. Unless there's a ulterior motive, and I don't think that there is for it, Dakota Dozier got a veterans day off, <laughs> which tells me that, that, yes, it gave them a chance to get a longer look and practice at Udo, who was a tackle, by the way, right before training yeah. camp playing guard, but it also tells me that since he joined that group of guys, he is definitely the starter right now. Uh, yeah. That right guard. And I mean, I just, yeah, that can, that doesn't concern me. That worries me greatly. Left tackle concerns me because Derisaw, there is no way in Zim's world that that guy is going to start week, week one now. There's just no way. He's <sighs> not going to put a guy coming off core surgery yeah, tweaked it again during uh, during a portion of the workouts in the springtime and then start him against the Bengals in September. Well, especially because he's missed the first however many days of practice, of training right. camp. Right. And I mean, even a veteran, how often do they do that? Much less a rookie. So, yeah, it's, you know, he's he's playing catch up. And so I think it, if it goes how we think it's going to look, I think that line goes in as a big question mark again, you know? I mean, I know they, you know, they drafted to try to fix it, but um, if Dakota Dozier is your starter, you know, how much better is that line really going to be? Declan, are we too concerned here? Because this is the one thing that really, from a football standpoint, this is the one thing where I, I look, and I think I went into camp with higher hopes, and now... I'm like Chip, which is, okay, guess we got to wait and see. Yeah, it's just perplexing to me. Um, I, I get working Derisaw in after the core surgery. it take your time a little bit there. But the longer that you hold him out, the the more he's going to be behind the eight ball. The Wyatt Davis thing, I just don't get. Um, I, I, I just simply don't get why he isn't getting first, second team run. Um, and he was doing snaps with Kellen Mond, you know, in, in the first early parts of training camp last week. I, I mean, did, did they just misevaluate that pick? Is there something behind the scene? I, I just don't know how you roll with Dakota Dozier after what you saw last year 
and you don't give Wyatt Davis, who was a pretty damn productive guard at Ohio State, um, run with the first and second team. And if and if this is the line they're going, I mean, you can make a case it's it's worse. It's it's just as it's just the same, if not worse, than it was last season because you also lost Riley Reef. So I this is going to be perplexing if they literally roll with the Dozier and Oli Udu on week one. Even if, it, even if it's against a lowly Cincinnati Bengals team, who also, by the way, look like they're going to be a mess this season, or at least not get off to a hot start because Joe Burrow's still coming off ACL tear. Uh, th- th- this could be a long year again on the offensive line for the Bikes. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought Davis would have a really good chance of being a starter. I mean, okay, what, he was, what, third-round pick? Um, but totally fit the mold of what Zimmer talked about getting bigger. Yes. Uh, interior. So I thought, hey, this is exactly what he wanted, the, the kind of the prototype guard he wanted and productive, and as Declan said, Ohio State. Um, you know, the injury at that, you know, I don't know. He didn't sound like he was too severe. He missed, what, two days of practice? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know they cross-train those guys in case they, you know, have an issue on game day, a guy can step in, but it's just weird that he was, they were working him at the center. It was like, well, you know? Yeah, and what's weird too about this chip is is you have to wonder if Davis got to OTAs or minicamp and really didn't impress them because here's what's weird about it: Udo was literally moved from tackle, so he's a tackle yeah. to guard right before training camp, as if something had gone wrong. Like that's not a normal. If yeah. you're going to do do that, you ordinarily make the move before the springtime and, you know, ramp it up and have the guy work. And what I've been told is that he was just basically moved right before camp. So anyway. Well, that's, yeah, when that happens, that feels like a panic move. Right. But I mean, that's why I wonder if Davis didn't do what they expected him to do. If there's something here with his conditioning, I don't know. But, um, if, but it seems like what their original plan was might not have been going as they expected. And so they, they changed it now and moved a guy late, but clearly trust Dozier more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's – but, I mean, that is – the pass protection thing is so bleeping huge for this team. Yeah, but it is – I mean, it is, is you know, it's interesting that we, we harp on it so much, and then you watch those skill guys, Jed. I mean, they – They're so good. They, I mean, between Dalvin and, and Jefferson, and I think Irv Smith's going to have a good year. I really mm-hmm. do. Just based on, I mean, it's training camp, so we inflate guys, but he looks like he's ready to elevate his game and be a bigger part of the offense. And obviously, Thielen's, you know, going to be terrific in the red zone, I assume. We've seen him make, you know, some Thielen highlight catches already in training camp. And so it's, you know, it's going to be frustrating if that if that offensive line sabotages what could be a top, scoring what seven top seven scoring offense you think in the nfl probably if if they get competent offensive line play yeah they should be i maybe you know absolutely top 10 for sure yeah yeah i think top 10 i mean that if they're not top 10 that's a major disappointment to me because they, they were 11th last year right in 11th yeah and on paper yeah. you know they, that offense should be better because you basically ignored Jefferson for the first two games. Absolutely. And Jefferson, so here's how you know how good this kid is. Um, he didn't have a particularly good practice on Thursday, Chip. Yeah. But here's the funny thing. There was one play down the sideline, I think, Bashad Breland, since Pat P was off. Bashad Breland was the cornerback. So it's ones against ones. And Kirk throws a deep ball for Justin. and Justin lays out and makes what appears to be a great catch. And Breland at the last second sort of hacks it out. Nice play um, yeah. and a really tough catch, but he dropped it. And like, I was like, Oh my God, he dropped that ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, I like, And he was PO'd. He was, mad he was livid. Yeah. Jefferson was really mad, but this would have been a fantastic catch. And, and you know, a guy is good. And, and mm-hmm. he, he subsequently dropped the ball in a later drill as well and dropped an F-bomb immediately, super loud, yeah. and he was really mad, which, which is good. But, I mean, yeah. that's how you know a player is special. When he drops what would be an outstanding catch, and you're like, wow, he dropped that ball? I'm really surprised. It is, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day when I was out there on Monday, and I love going to a practice, and you have guys that just, within 10 minutes, you're like, this guy's different. 
I think back to all my like football. I was thinking about this when I was on the sidelines. Like when I went to Lawrence Maroney, when, when Lawrence Maroney's at the Gophers his freshman year, I went to training camp. Within like 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, this guy's different. Percy Harvin, that first mini camp we went to, was like, oh my God, this guy's, you know, they don't have one, a, a guy like this. Yes. Peterson. Like when you watch Dalvin practice, like there's, they're just special athletes that are, you know, just up here with what they can do. And Jefferson's that same way. You just watch him in drills. It could be just like one-on-one drills or whatever, or team stuff. And you're like, yeah, this guy's really good. I mean, he's just different than what, you know, even as great as everybody in the NFL is, yep. when you see a guy just in practice, he's like, holy cow, this guy's just a, a phenomenon. So I, I think to your point, my favorite thing as far as position groups go to watch on that particular thing, receivers and corners. Because yeah. running backs can look special. AP from day one looks yeah. special, but there's because they're not really tackling. There's only so much that they can actually execute. Sure, uh, but receivers and Jefferson, for instance. I mean, one, my expectation that he should have caught a very tough pass in that he dove for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. dive for, uh, on the surface is is a telling thing about how I feel yeah. about him. But his reaction to I love the guys who are not only great but they expect greatness in practice which is a mm-hmm. which is a weird uh switch to flip right Percy yeah. expected it justin jefferson does i'm sure moss did so mm-hmm. that you can tell that that they are not only these elite special athletes but they're wired differently like the the if you know if a normal guy drops to pass he might be sort of ticked and then it's just sort of done this guy like yeah. got up dropping f-bombs and he's really mad and yeah. like he's like he he seemed as mad as he would have been if he had dropped a pass in a game, and that's a special thing to be. Yeah, you know, and it's not for it's, it's not for show. It's legit. I mean, these guys are competitors, and they they oh, expect. Absolutely. I mean, I guarantee you, Justin Jefferson thinks he should catch every pass, no matter bad pass. You know, on the money, it's at his shoestrings. It's in his, you know, around him. He feels like he can catch it, and because he's just that supremely talented, and. Just the confidence that those that those guys carry themselves with, um, with you see it in Jefferson, you see it in Dalvin. I mean, I know they're not tackling tackling Dalvin, but kind of the burst he has to get to an edge. When even though you know they're they're flowing that way, and they're you know they're not there's tagging him like this, they're not tackling, but they can't even get to him on the edge sometimes because he's you know just has that burst. Um, so yeah, it's um, they have some unique skill guys on this team and they just have to maximize them. And so um, it'll be, you know, we've, we've seen the wildcat wrinkle. Um, I think that's probably here to stay. Right. Um, I don't know how much they'll use it, but I think. Does that should... work though? Eh, I've seen years. I was even saying, I, seeing that they were, they were deploying that a lot because of the lack of quarterbacks at camp this week. Like they, they literally were yeah, just trying well, to get creative with it. They just deployed it a couple times. Though. Yeah. They, I, I, I think real. it's, it might be like, hey, you know, let's give Browning a thing. Oh, let's, but I, I think it's here to stay, and I, I wouldn't want to see it fifteen times a game. Right? If you yep. did it, if you did it two or three times a game, I think it can be effective because I think I trust Dalvin. <laughs> you know, I put the ball in his hands. Um, you know, I trust that he's going to make something of it, and it's you know, it's a different wrinkle. Like I said, I wouldn't want. I don't know if you did it over and over and over. I think teams are going to catch on to it. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full. Weed. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. Are you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. So here is the one that... that uh, because we, we talked about this a couple of days back, Dex and I did. Here is the wrinkle that Dex wants to see, and I think he's a 1,000% right. And subsequently that day, I saw this young man hurling the football through the, the air after practice, and it was impressive. The old Sidney Rice wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Justin Jefferson. Can Does he have an arm? Does he's he have an arm? arm? He's got an arm. I'm not sure. I wouldn't say he throws like lasers, <laughs> but as far as laying the ball up, he does it, and he can throw it a long way. 
Yeah. And Dex talked about this, and I'm with him. If you want to go and show me the new look Vikings offense is going yeah. to attack, go with Declan's play. Justin Jefferson to Thielen or like a KJ Osborne. It will yeah. catch everybody by surprise. <laughs> Double reverse, throw the ball. Oh, in. I love yeah. it. Yes. Hey, Declan, I'm sure Joe told you, I mean, you should have watched Sidney Rice throw yeah, the ball man. like in practice. He could swing it. My, so, uh, so- my first ever Vikings game wasn't in, in person. wasn't until 2007, uh, Sydney's first year. And that was actually, it was a, yeah. a Dante actually was starting at quarterback for the Raiders a po- uh, on the opposite side. And the first play of the game was a reverse from Sydney to Shanko. <laughs> and he was like a 70 yard bomb from Sydney Rice to the side. I was like, oh, this is my first Vikings game, a wide receiver pass. I think that's where the love comes from. But yes, he, he absolutely could bomb. And I'm for it. Justin yeah. Jefferson, yeah, yeah well, even they- more. I haven't seen him throw, but uh, if he's that good, yeah. He swung it across the field. It, it, it was pretty impressive. Like it Put it in there. It would work. Yeah, I mean. And he, and he would do it. Oh, gosh. Like he, would. he wouldn't be like, an, oh, my God, I can't throw the ball. I can't, you know. It wouldn't so be a duck. It. Yeah, it wouldn't no, be a duck. He it would, would be throw a... it. So Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh take the reins off. Uh, let, let Kubiak just kind of get wild there, Zim. Let him. Uh... <laughs> you think Zim's going to be doing it? Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's you want to. He's, he's got the hands on. You want to do what? Yep. <laughs> no, no. Philly, Philly no, we ain't doing no Philly special. Hand the ball to Alvin. Let's go. That's yeah, what he's doing. Exactly right. Hey, go for football, sir. Started yeah. on Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Um, what should our expectations be here based on this? So I'm not, I am not one for giving free passes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you were a pro team in, in the pandemic, I get that it was tough. But I'm not just going to sign off on, oh, it's the pandemic. Who, who cares? If you try and play games, you try and play games. I think over football comes the closest that I come to saying, yeah. I don't think we saw, like, judging P.J. Fleck and that program based on the descent that they experienced from 2019 to 20 isn't really fair, in my opinion. So how, how much do we expect them now to get back on the 2019 track this season? Yeah, there were things last year that that I didn't like. Um, I thought there was uh, an adjustment period with Morgan and not having you know his top receivers, and Morgan having a new offense coordinator. I, I felt like things were a little uh, just not as smooth early as um, as they could be. Uh, defensively, it was a disaster a lot of the times, and some of that was. A lot of new guys playing that just probably weren't ready. Um, and then, I mean, goodness, when you're playing Nebraska without 27 players or whatever the number was, um, I mean, so it, it, I don't say a free pass, but I think there were some uh, valid explanations for why they look bad times. And then sometimes I think it was just they weren't good enough. They weren't consistent enough. So this year, and PJ said at his press conference, and, and I, I, people have asked me about the Gophers, they're like, ah, what do you think about him? And I say, if not now, then when? I mean, <laughs> and, and PJ, he said it a different way the other day. He said, this doesn't come along too often. And by this, he meant you have a third-year starter in quarterback. You have one of the best running backs who's a third-year starter in, in college football. You have the most veteran experienced offensive line in college football. Um, I think you could have three – I think PJ said four draft picks off that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, you have some new faces there, but you have better depth and all those guys that played last year. So you're you're not going to have a team this experienced maybe ever again because a lot of that has to do with the NCA giving the waiver to come back, you, you know, giving everybody a free year. So this is not going to happen every year. So if you don't take advantage of this now, when are you ever going to take advantage of it? Right. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Tell me about the guy going into, and you you did a great column on this a couple of days ago, seventh year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's weird to think you have guys that, you know, could be there six years, seven years, but um, they, have, they have, I think, two or three guys in their seventh year. Um their offensive line has like three guys in their six year. And it, it happens because, you know, the guy I wrote about, it, he, he went to Notre Dame four years um, and came here as a grad transfer 
But he had some eligibility, and so he had uh, uh, one year redshirt year, one year medical redshirt year if you have an injury, yeah. and you get the free year. So that's how you get seven. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, these guys are. You look at their offensive line; they're um, twenty four, twenty five year old guys. Connor Olson um, is trying to get in med school. He's been all summer. He's been applying to medical school. He's kind of he's put up be a doctor before his career's done. Yeah, it, it's it's you know, um, it's it's just crazy how how old they are, and that these guys all and PJ said you know he takes it as a as a sign of a healthy program that because the the Gophers. Remember, there's an 85 scholarship limit in college football, Division One FBS. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, the the NCAA left it up to each individual schools that you can go over that limit this year because they invited everybody back. Well, that costs money, you know. I mean, you're paying for those scholarships, and so uh, the Gophers, uh, PJ got Mark Cole, and they signed off on it to any anybody that wanted to come back could come back, and so I think they are at 95 scholarships. Leave, but they're they're gonna be teams that are over 100 wow. you know it, uh in theory you could be at what's 110 and so that's if everybody came back now you know what situation where is everybody can come back and not have injuries or whatever but um so yeah i mean so they're they're at like 95 and so that's the other thing you're you're never gonna have 95 scholarships on the, on the team again you know because it's gonna go back to normal yeah uh, so all these guys, yeah, they 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 all all a lot of them um, chose to to come back and use that that free year, and so you have and that's going to be like the Gophers are obviously very experienced, but everybody I think in college football is going to be this way because that kids come back, and so you're going to have a lot of fifth and sixth and sometimes occasionally a seventh year player on your roster, and so you better maximize it. Because here's yeah, the thing. That, yes, exactly right. Here's the thing, Judd. They're all going to go away after this year. They're not, you know, they're you're going to have a massive turnover on this roster next year with all these mm-hmm. veterans that have come back and play a lot of football for you. All right, sir. Thanks, Chip Scoggins. Appreciate it, all brother. All right, brother. We'll see you. Great stuff. Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune, sitting in for the Mackey portion of Mackey and Judd. Declan, if I had, mm-hmm. if I could go back now and sit down and do a top five list in Minnesota sports of things the pandemic cost us, right? Yeah. So, so like a full, a full twinge year yep. in 2020, I'm assuming would have been great fun. I agree. I'm not saying the playoff losing streak stops, but I'm just saying. I agree. Do you know what's solidly on my list? Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Rashad Bateman being yeah. able to watch him in a final season without the distractions without all of the, you know, I'm bowing out, now I'm coming back. That guy clearly uh, was a phenomenal talent. I I think he'll be a great pro in Baltimore. But, you know, he was, uh, because far more of the circumstances, a shell of himself in some ways last year. Rashad Bateman would be easily among the top five things of things that I think sports-wise the pandemic robbed us of seeing. Yeah, it's definitely up there. And and look, uh, I, I think I've, I've told you and Phil numerous times, I'm not a big gopher football guy. I'm, I'm just not a big gopher athletics dude. Um, and I didn't really grow up with gopher football. My, my best memories are Sun Bowls. So I, I think you can also just maybe blame blame that on That's that. Right. Yes, no but, question. Uh, I, I, had, I had no doubts and even how much fun the 2019 season was for the gopher football team that I thought in 2020 they were just going to roll and it should be a fun year. And yeah, things went off the rails, and, I, and I'm with you. You know, I, I don't want to make the COVID excuse, but I think of all the teams that affected the most, it was clearly the Gophers. Yeah. Um, I, and, and it's okay. It's okay to put some fault on that and make it a little bit of an excuse, but what Chipper... Game's wiped out. Right, and yeah. what, 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 what okay. Chipper just said, though, like, if not now, then when? Like, wh- like yeah. seriously, if, if they go, I think anything short of, you know, what, nine and three... Like that would be if they if they only win eight games tops, that's a disappointment. Like this this team should compete for a Big Ten championship. They should be a nine ten win football game. A team that that should hopefully be in a at the very least again a New Year's Day bowl. Um, mm-hmm. it, if not now, then when? Absolutely, they are in a portion of the Big Ten that should be very competitive, but certainly is not great. Right, and so you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah, I think it's very fair. For the ask now going into this go for football season, 
to be to basically picked up pick up where you left off after 2019. I agree. Like I I don't think it's a stretch to say that team should be back. And you know, Bateman in his prime from 2019 is a big loss, but they've got as Chip said enough guys back where the expectation for flex guys should be to pick up exactly where they left off. So I yeah. think that's fair. And if, uh, and if worst case scenario, if PJ Fleck and the boys want to get out, they can, uh, they can get on a Dennis Kirk motorcycle and hop out and get on the riding season. Cause you got a few more, a few more weeks here to ride and maybe even some nice fall Gorgeous. weather season goes off the rails again, brought up, bust out that motorcycle, little drive up North motorcycle parts, accessories, and apparel from our friends at Dennis I love fall. Fall's my favorite. It I, used to be spring. Now it's fall. I love fall. I don't on, understand man. the love of fall. Oh, because it's it gets cool, but it's not cold. No, no it doesn't it's make up sleeping weather. I, it doesn't make up its damn mind. I I, I can't stand it. And it's like four weeks. Oh, I love fall. It's like four well, weeks. You always get the one hot week. Yeah. In September, there's always a week that comes back where it's ab- abnormally hot. But other than that, now you get the cool nights. Mm-hmm. You can open the windows. Air conditioning is done. It's the start of hockey. It's the start of good football. What's not to love about fall? I just, I don't and get summer's it. summer's too hot. I don't summer, get it. No, I, summer's I fine. Need the summer's humidity. great. Summer's no, great. I don't need the humidity. And winter's too much. I don't mind winter. I like the cold. I'm cool with winter. And spring. And spring. We don't have I like, spring. It's fine. We don't have. But fall, yeah, exactly. Spring doesn't exist in so Minnesota. Fall. It, it's it's so fall no fall it's it's so dumb it, okay it, you know what though you're young at your age i said the same thing like i i don't I love i don't love apple okay, picking i don't like fall things well, I, I don't yeah, like I any of that, that fall activities i don't apple like apple orchards are boring i'm oh no 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 i'm i'm sorry let me be very clear it's not the activities it's it's the it's the cooler temps don't you love in october when you walk out the door though and you can smell the crisp air, and it's hockey weather. That's my favorite. I, I, I mean, you're wearing I mean, a damn maybe. Seattle Kraken. Yeah, go Kraken shirt. But Kraken, go Kraken. Yeah, ah, uh, no, I, I, I honestly, it's, it's overrated. Hoodies are back in play. Ah, uh, no, just, just give. But me you winter. can wear shorts and hoodie. Oh, oh God, no! Just it, it doesn't okay. make up its mind. Before we get done, I got a one. I got one question for my my good friend from Judd's Hockey Show, Declan Goff. Yeah, because uh, I haven't, I haven't had you weigh in with this in probably a couple of weeks where do you now stand on the Kirill Kaprizov meter of concern uh it sounds like Bill Guerin has dug his heels in it sounds like Kaprizov's agent and Bill it's turned very very frosty uh where do you stand now with the concern that this is just going to in typical unfortunately Minnesota sports fashion go completely sideways I think uh, it started at four and it's crept up to six. I don't know if I'm at seven yet. Like seven is entering. You were at a six last time. Yeah. Seven is entering territory of oh my god! Like this is this is now a legitimate thing, and we have to start panicking about it. Uh, I, I just think eventually the sides cave and, and they settle like on a four year deal. You know, I, I I do. I know he wants three, but I bet it's going to be a four year deal. They'll get it done. Um, I would like for them to get it done sooner rather than later. Uh, both him and I mean both him and Fiala's contract are puzzling in both ways. I understand the Kirill one more just because he wants to cash in in a shorter amount of time. I get that one, and the Fiala one just frustrates me because I just I don't see any resolution where where basically they don't go to the arbitration meeting and he does not just accept that two year deal. Yep. So, yep, uh, I, I think I think it's perplexing. Uh, I hope they get it done. This has just been a I mean the Prezi and Suter buyouts were you know. We're obviously the suitor one being more shocking than Zach's, but uh, th- this offseason has just been a little awkward. It feels a little funky. It feels just a little very funky. Awkward. Yeah, the suitor buyout set off a reaction mm-hmm. that really changed things because Zach, you expected, and I think the suitor decision shocked everybody. It shocked everybody, but the fact that the Kaprizov camp is clearly dug in, and Bill Guerin is as well. Because here's the problem, too. Uh, and and look, I get what Bill is doing, and so I'm not criticizing his motives here. But the problem, too, Dex, is if he does a four-year deal and this remains as acrimonious as it's been, which it seems like it has been, 
um, he's going to be like, okay, cool. I'll sign. And then I'm gone. Yeah. And here, oh, and here's the last, here's my last problem. So for this year, you've got the cap room, right? And, and like, you could actually go get a player or two on a short-term contract and, and attempt to be as competitive as possible in 2021, 22. But after that, because of the buyouts of Prezi and Suter, you're going to be so up against it that I wonder what you can do. So, like, to me, it feels like you have no choice but to be as competitive as possible, unless I'm missing something here this coming season. And then you're almost going to be, for sure, forced to scale back. So it's sort of a weird deal. Um, but, yeah, I don't like to hear that that what I consider to be the second star player, if if you throw him in with Gabrick, and I actually think Kaprizov long-term is going to be the better player. But I don't like the fact that it feels like things are are more often than not, and it doesn't matter if the GM is Chuck Fletcher, Paul Fetton, or Bill Guerin. It feels like things are on the wrong foot far too often with this kid, you know, g- going back to the long struggle to get him to come here. I know. It's it's awkward. It's a, it's a, t- a tough situation. Just get him signed so we can forget about this. Just get him signed and then also get the center. Which also, I don't know if it, that's even going to happen anymore either. So yeah, Christian fun. Dvorak, it, I think you sent me the asking price for... Yeah, they want a first-round pick and a top Coyotes. prospect. Yeah, you're, no, you're, but, no. Yeah, the, no, that's not going to work. Like the pick, the, pick, the pick I can talk to you about, Yep. Uh, you want Matthew Boldy? You're not going to get Matthew Boldy. Yeah, no way. Like, what are you going to... That, that's ridiculous. Not for Dvorak, yeah, no way. No way Marco no Rossi, buzz off. I'm taking my chances there. All right, sir, we are done. Phil, as I said before, uh, traveling today, he will be back on the show and also on Purple Daily on Monday. We will talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Bye. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.